Good evening, church, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Cole. I'm the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ, and this is Dan Spaeth. He's one of our elders. And this is our Wednesday evening conversation through the Law and the Prophets. We're so glad and thankful that you're able to join us tonight. We really do appreciate it. If you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to like and share the video. That really helps us out. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed and you have the bell on so you get notified every time we upload a video. We do upload regularly and weekly, so make sure you make sure you do that. Here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means, I want to encourage you to check out our website at www.churchofvictoria.com or you can check us out on Facebook. We post regularly and you can see what we're all about at facebook.com slash VCT church. Um, I think that covers all of our bases. Pretty much. Uh, how's your first John class going? It's going well. It's Good. going well. I'm getting more comfortable behind the, behind the, in front of that camera. Good. That was hard for me. It was, it was difficult to process that that I had two groups of people watching me, people in the class and people on the camera. Right. And that's that was hard. You know, I mean, you, you've you had a whole lot of experience doing it on Wednesday night when you did the Philippians mm. class. So you were in this room and you, and, you know, but it, it was different uh, for me being, you know, this is one thing and this is this is really comfortable to do, this is easy to do, but uh, that was more difficult. You yeah. Know? You know, I told you that that uh, that doing that, that uh, recording within the auditorium, you know, alone in there to a dead room, something I just didn't want to do. Yeah. And this was this was this was hard. Probably Sunday morning, the one that they'll see in a week or so was probably the most comfortable I've been in there for a good. while. Good. And uh, and it probably worked out really well cuz we had some visitors came in and it was it was really good. So, but yeah, it's going well. It's going Excellent. well. Excellent. Uh, it's a it's a very easy class to uh, uh, for people that are at kind of an elementary. That's kind of the way we're keeping it, you know, for uh, to learn the basic stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, I I I've seen a couple of them, you know, of course I edit all of them. So mm-hmm. I, I get to, I get to catch a little bit of each one, but, uh, they look good. They look real good. And, and I know I've referred a few people to them and they've come back and told me they, they, they really are encouraging class. So if you haven't checked that out, if you're watching on YouTube, it should be somewhere down somewhere over here below. Go check it out. Go. It's our class over first John. You're going to cover Sunday all, on Sunday morning. You're going to cover all the letters of John. I'm going to go first John, second John, third John, and then probably go back and do the gospel of John too. Oh man! Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to do all the stuff that, that John wrote. So the yeah. writings of John yeah. is better. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> all right, probably. And and you know, there's so much that I didn't even realize it was there. That uh, you know, John's very deep. Oh you know, man, you're deep, and we're not going to get that deep. We're not. We're going to try really hard to keep it very light. You know, we have a good class. We have a good time in that class. I hope it. I hope it comes across that way. Yeah. Because we do have a good good time. It, I know it really does. It does. It does. It so. looks good. And I've had people tell me how, how much they enjoy watching this because it, it seems like we interact well. And this is a fun class. This is. This I is probably the most fun class that we that I do is this class because it's so easy to do. It's so easy to, you know, we we really have a good time. We have we have a good time with Lee who's doing the recording over there. And, you know, we uh, we banter back and forth. And it uh, it really is it's fun. A lot of it, a lot of the stuff that you don't get to see, you know, it kind of gets left on the floor, you know, <laughs> because they edit it out. But. But it, it, this is a really fun class, and I've had people tell me that it really comes across that way. Good, they, well, no, they, that's good. They see that, so that's good. I'm glad you guys are watching. I really am. Very I hope you learn something. Uh, we're trying to make it where we're trying to connect it as much as we can to uh, to the New Testament. We're gonna we, we'll have a text that we can do that with tonight. So uh, hopefully it'll it'll be a, it'll be interesting to you, and it'll it'll, it'll help you learn. Well, something you mentioned earlier, and, and you know, I want to make sure we we reiterate this, and I'm sure we've talked about it before. But the entire point and thrust of the Old Testament is to lead us to Jesus. That, that's exactly right. You know, I mean, that's that's just that's why it's there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah. um, you know, that becomes very apparent. I would say, well, you know, we've even talked about it in Genesis yeah, chapter talk- three from the right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, we have that promise, and some would even say Genesis chapter one verse twenty six. And Nicole, I don't think people understand that that. That from the very beginning, you see God's plan unfolding. Oh yeah, the plan's already there. It's already yeah. in place. You know, Absolutely. they sin. God's already got it together. He's already He's already said, "Hey, there's going to come a point when the seed of woman is going to come and fix the problem." That's right. So He's already got it planned. If you go in the Book of Hebrews, you know that the Book of Hebrews tells us that God's plan was already finished from the before the before the creation was ever there. That's right. God's plan was already done. Ephesians, He says the same thing. It does the same thing. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, this book, it may seem like it's difficult to navigate. It may seem like, God, look at all the words and all the pages and everything. But really, it's very simple. It really is. The Old Testament, all of this, all, all of that, 
That's to Malachi right there. All of that is to get you to point you to Jesus. That's right. And then there's four Gospels that tell you about his life. And then the rest of it is tell you how to stay connected to him. Pretty simple. Not It's not rocket science. It's com- it's not complicated. It really isn't. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's great. And so that's that's the goal we we go through. We're going through the Old Testament. We're looking at all of these different people and these situations and these settings and where we're thrusting towards Jesus. And, and, and at the rate we're going, how long do you think this is going to take? For, just so well, they know, they're looking at it saying, God, they're not going very fast. Yeah. We And we're not. And we're not in a rush. No. We're really not. Um, I thought naively that we would get through Genesis 1 through 11 in one class. And that was uh, that didn't happen. So I'm not the best. Um, Anybody that knows me, with that, they're looking and saying he's out of his mind. Yeah, that no, it didn't happen. happen. It didn't happen. happen. It wasn't. No. It didn't happen. So look, I, I'm not in a rush class. I hope you're not in a rush. Any of you watching, if you're in this to get a quick thing and, and get out, probably not going to happen. Probably here. not. No, we're we're taking our time with the word. We're studying it in context. We're we're asking some questions of the text, and so. Um, that's just the way it and is. And asking some questions of each other too. That's and, right. And it, so hopefully, because we're just normal guys, it's gonna the questions are gonna are gonna relate in your life too. So that's what our that's what our goal is is to make this translate into into their in, into all of our lives because it it really does do that. There's so many lessons to learn. I mean, we looked at some last week. There's so many lessons to learn as we learn through go through this. It's not just a whole bunch of words that are hard to understand on a page. Hopefully, we're going to help it make it easier for you. I hope so. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and let's pray, pray, brother, and All let's right. get started. Father in heaven, thank you so much for, for the opportunity we have to study together tonight. Father, we, I pray that Cole and I will, will present this in a way where, where, where our audience can learn and grow, where they will have the courage, Father, to, uh, to see how simple this really is. This is not complicated, Father. Uh, this, is a, this is about you being an awesome father. And, G- and, and at some point, Jesus coming to be an awesome Savior. Thank you, Father, for, for the information you're going to give us tonight. And it's in the name of your Son we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 19. We left off in verse, I want to say, 9. Uh, so we will be in Genesis chapter 19, starting in verse 9. If you want to go ahead and turn in your Bibles over there, that would be great. We're going to join you all in just a second. But before we do that, let me ask you something, Dan. Um, have you ever been in a life or death situation? Yes. Well, that was a quick yes. Yeah. Something that a you're of times. okay. A couple of times. Any mm-hmm. any that you're comfortable talking about? Uh, when I was a teenager and stupid, uh, I, like I the was preface. at I was at a uh, at a at a community pool. Okay. Down from our house, and uh, there was a kid, and I told him that, uh, "Hey, you jump in. If you can't get out, I'll save you." Now, do I look like I got lifeguard written on my forehead? No. <laughs> stupid, maybe. <laughs> And if it hadn't been for the lifeguard, I'd have drowned. Wow. He didn't even know I was under there. He 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 rescued the guy, and the guy was on top of me, and I'm under the water. And it and I was it was really close. You know. Yeah, he he I don't think that lifeguard ever knew that I was there. I don't I don't think he did. Because he pulled that guy off and he never looked back at me at all. And that was and there was only that one lifeguard. And uh, and if he hadn't got him off pretty quickly, I I was not gonna make it. So, what break that down? So was the guy. So what happened? He was scared here? to jump off the diving board. Okay. And I was in the deep end of the pool, and we were all jumping off the diving board, and uh, and I didn't even really know him that well. I just told him, I said, "Look, I said if you'll jump off, and I said if you can't get out, I said I'll say I'll I'll get you out." Well, what did I? What was I thinking? Man, I'm 15 years old. I ain't never taken a set of, a a water rescue class in my life. You know what? What did I know that he was going to turn into a into a sack of rocks when I went over there to, to and I went over there and man he's crawled all over me and down I went. He was trying to stay afloat because the two of us together weren't tall enough to reach bottom. Oh wow! So we were both going to drown. Wow! And the lifeguard came and jerked him off of me and and saved him, got him like he's supposed to, and and got him off and you know got him the shallow end and and I come up. You know, wow! Yeah, scary. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, it was scary, and I didn't see no life flashing before me or nothing, but it was scary. Yeah. Sure, but that was a that was one time uh, I needed to be rescued. You know, when I I didn't I didn't have to be rescued at this point, but in this other one, but uh, when my when my shop burned down, mm. uh, a lot of people that that worship here they know they know about this, but uh, you know I'm burnt. 
both arms. You know, I got skin hanging off my young dog. I mean, it was it was gruesome, and uh, and I ran back in that building to uh, to get uh, I don't know what I was going to get. But, I mean, things and things engulfed. I mean, there's cars in there and things were popping and there's there you know and and I, I had two door two garage doors, and I always kept them chained shut unless I was there, but on Saturday I only opened one, and I left the other one chained shut. And uh, and I and I ran back in that building. I didn't I didn't even get anything. I don't know what I was doing in there. It was just stupid. And I was fumbling around for the keys, and to get, open the other door. But there was a, there was something on that side I wanted to get out. I couldn't get it out because the door was chained shut. I knew where the chain was. I knew where the keys were. And I grabbed the keys and I went over and I put the key in the lock. This I can't see nothing. Okay, because I mean you know when a car starts burning, you you ever been around you've been around a car fire. I mean it. I mean the smoke is is. Yeah. I mean it's, and uh, and I got the key in the lock. And I'm I sorry tra- for those who don't. It's very thick and you can't see anything it's through very it. Very thick. You can't. You can't. You can't breathe. You no. can't see. You can't. You can't feel your foot, your hand like this because it's it's so thick between it, and uh, and I t- turned the lock and the lock came loose, and I pulled the chain and the other door went, <laughs> and slammed shut, and I'm done. I'm in that. If that door doesn't open, I'm burn, I'm gonna burn alive in that building. And it, uh, and I and I reached down. And I grabbed a hold of the door, and I and I ran out, I ran out. And by now, there's a whole bunch of cars out there. And we had a lady live down the street, and she was a nurse. And I knew her, and I'd worked with her in a at a place where I cleaned the clinic. And uh, and when I got back out to the street, she grabbed me, and I'm trying to go back into that door again. And and she she's a big woman. And she grabbed me and, and uh, wouldn't let me go. Uh, so basically, she rescued me from going back in. And my boys are there. You know, all three of my boys are there. And, and, you know, we're fixing to go to Fiesta, Texas. We're leaving, going to San Antonio. Not anymore we aren't, but that's where we're going. And, uh, you know, so and then a guy from down the street took me in his truck and was taking me to the hospital and met the ambulance about halfway down. And, you know, so. But that lady, Gwen, uh, uh, Gwen Bells, was her name. She's dead now. Gwen Bells rescued, kept me from going back in that building again because she grabbed me around the neck and she said, you are not going back in there. She said, look at yourself. And that was the first time I really looked at myself. And uh, and I've got third degree burns on the back of my arm. I've got, you know, second degree burns all down both arms. You know, my hands are a mess. You know, I, I make a living with my hands. You know, there was a chance I wasn't going to make a living with my hands anymore. You know, so... So for her, she she uh, she kept me from going back in. So she didn't actually rescue me, but I guess she did. I thought you said it right the first time. She rescued you. Yeah, she did. She kept me from going back in there. And, uh, what what is it that possessed you to go go into a run into a burning building? My like whole what? life was going up in smoke. Okay. I spent my whole life to get to that shop and have that shop, and you know I'm doing. I'm doing well. I'm raising three kids, and you know, and my wife is not having to. I mean, not having to work. I mean, she's working by then, but, but you know, I'm doing well enough, and and you know, and, and I've got, you know, I've got, uh, I've got cars in there that are thirty thousand dollar cars, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I mean, I mean, I got cars in there, and phew, twenty minutes, it's all nothing, gone, it's gone, you know, and it's a, uh, so yeah, I'm, 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 I don't know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to save my life. Trying to do something. Yeah. Things I mean, ain't nothing you can do. Right. I'm trying to save my life. I'm trying to save what, you know, my whole family. I mean, you know, this is my livelihood. This is what I do. This is what I know. Huh. And, you know, of course, God had a plan. He always does. You know, I had a guy that had, had uh, jerked me around. I had built a building. I had built another building kind of offset from that building. And I'd built that building uh, for him to paint cars in. I thought, well, that'd be pretty good. I mean, if I have some cars I'm going to work on, I get him paying for me. He didn't pay rent, didn't do anything. I finally had to kick him out. I kicked him out about a month before this building burned down. So I had a building to go into. Insurance paid just enough to, to re, re-equip it so I could buy my equipment again. Mm. So within a month, and I got I got well, and within a month I was working again. So God really did take care of us. He really did. So, you know, I mean, we... It, you know, if I hadn't built that building, I wouldn't have any place to go. I'd had to go back in the workforce, and I wouldn't have been able to do any of the stuff that I do, that I do now. The things that I was able to do because I had my own business, I could do. So, Gwen Bell's rescued me. 
I don't even know that life course name, you know, but uh, that was uh, that was two examples right quick that I remember, you know, that uh, uh, very, very, uh, came very close. Wow. Came very close both times. Yeah. You know, the, the second time was probably the closest because I could have easily passed out in that building because the, you know, what smoke inhalation is what kills a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Not the fire. Right. It, you know, their lungs get full of this toxic, nasty stuff, and they can't breathe. Right. And they pass out, and then they then the fire burns them, but that's not. Well, you know, they're dead by the time. The they're dead by, the, by that time. And this stuff is noxious. I mean, it's, it's, it's poison. Right. Stuff that cars are built out of is poison. You know, burning aluminum and burning magnesium. Yeah. You know what burning magnesium does? Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of magnesium was burning. You know, magnesium, when you put water to a magnesium fire, it blows up like the 4th of July. Right. People don't understand. Even firemen don't know that sometimes. And this thing was going off like Roman candles, man, in that, in that place. And all of that stuff is, is toxic. It's noxious. I mean, it, it will kill you, you know, some of the fumes. So, yeah, it's scary stuff when you think about it. Wow. Think back on it, scary stuff. Well, thank God that. Yeah, you know, because God, and God had well, a plan. You came out the other end of it. Yeah, the, the first one, you know, of course, I'm a young kid. I don't know anything. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. Sick of them come here, but, yeah, but you know, the second one, I'm a member of the church. I belong to God, and you know, it, if it hadn't been for the church, and this is a side note, guys, you know, if you're not here, find a church across somewhere, find one, and really, really buy into it, and and let these people become your family. I want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to qualify what you said, but I want to, I want to be very specific here. Find a group of followers of Christ who follow the book. That's the, that's the, at the end of the day, that's the deal. Absolutely. If Absolutely. they're not following the book, you got a problem. Yeah. And if they're filled so with so many hate, places aren't following, you the got book. a problem. Yeah. If it, look, it's pretty simple. Christ said you'll know them by their fruit. Okay, and he said that you'll know them by the love that they have for each other. Yeah. People will know you're my disciples by the love you have for each other. If it's not apparent that there's some love and this is a family and this is a body of believers, they're probably not following the book. Yeah, and it not. shouldn't take you too long to figure that out. Yeah. So find one of those places. There you go. Yeah. Because when you feel like you're like like everything in your life is turned is turned upside down, uh, man, I tell you what, it it uh, this this place saved our lives i believe it they saved our lives <clears throat> money food <clears throat> you know you know i mean that the the people that that swarmed on top of that cement slab i mean that cement slab was about 10 foot tall of of, of burnt rubble burnt rubble and and within hours four or five hours it was it was clean because we had to get to the slab to see what we we're going to be able to do can we do anything with it uh, my father-in-law can build a building again. We built it before, but we have to look at the slab, see what it is. And, and sure enough, the slab has got a crack, the length of the slab from one end to the other. It's cracked all the way down. So we have to let it set. It has to set for a year. At least my father said, if we, I want it to set for a year. And let's see what it does. Let's see if it, if it, if it spreads, if it opens. And if it does, he said, we're going to have to tear it out and start over. So it didn't. Because of the way we built it to begin with, but, but uh, you know, this church is the one that that, that helped do that. Had, we had food. We had so much food. We had we had money. I had enough money to pay bills for two or three months. Wow. The people. I mean, I had one guy brought a bag of, of, of fresh vegetables and set them on my counter because I'm I'm laying on the couch. I'm I'm bandaged. You know, I'm, I look like a half of a mummy. And I'm taking treatments every day. And 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 uh, my wife goes over to the to that bag and and. She's going to start sorting this stuff, and we don't know where we're going to put it. And right on the top is an envelope, and it's got five $20 bills in it. Five $20 bills back in that day was a big deal, man. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Makes a big, it's a big deal to a lot of people now, too. Man, you know, I mean, you know, we got, we, we've got well over $2,000 in, in just people bringing us money to our house. Just coming and saying, here, I want you to have this. People bringing money that they didn't have. They bring it and brought it to us. I mean, that's a family, guys. That's what yeah. families do. That's right. You know, I had a customer's car that was a member of the church. It was about a $10,000 car. And he called me up and he said, Dan, he said, don't worry about that car. Because my insurance wasn't going to pay for it. And he said, don't pay for it. Don't worry about that car. He said, as long as you and I are brothers, he said, the car, I don't care about. And he walked away from that car. 
I almost tear up just thinking about it. Wow. Yeah. You know, that it was, it was, a, you know, I had a, I had a, another guy that had a, a 53 five window Chevrolet truck. I think it was a five window one or two. Yeah. Five window. It's the ones that it's a rounded bed and rounded cabin. It's got two side windows on it. Very rare. And it burned it. It was sitting outside the shop and burned it to the ground. Burn it to the ground. You don't find them. You can't find them. When you find them, they're expensive. They're not. They they're not cheap. You don't. You know, people want them. You can't find them. So, you know, it's it's a. You know, to watch God work, in these situations, to watch how powerful He is, and to watch Him work through His people, mm-hmm. yeah, is amazing to be a part of. You know, Lot's going to experience God rescuing him. I know the feeling. I know how Lot feels, and he's gonna, and you know, he's gonna go through some stuff here. But I know how he feels, and I'm sure there's people that are watching. Say, man, I know exactly what he's talking about. I've had, I've had to be rescued before, you know, and 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 I, most of the stuff, most stupid. It was stupid stuff. Right, right. You know, what am I doing, man? It was ignorant. You know, I mean, trying to save that kid. I should have told him, get off the diving board, dude. You don't have any business to be up there. Yeah, if you don't know how to swim. If you don't know how to swim. <laughs> What are you, you know, doing on the diving board? Don't be up there. No, hey, I'll, I'll save you. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, but I said, oh, man, I'm playing a big shot. You know, I'm 15 years old. There's all these girls around. I'll be a big shot. Man, what a dummy. Man, that was stupid. And and a lot of times God has to rescue us from stupid stuff. Yeah, I know. we do some dumb, Lot's done something stupid. You know, he really has. And, and we're going to we're gonna talk about it. We'll talk about it. Let's get into the text, though. Okay. This, is, this is a good time to segue, I think. There you go. Right into the text. Let's, let's look at it. We're in Genesis chapter 19, verse 9. If you remember from last week, what we looked at was these, these angels have come into, now he doesn't know they're angels yet, right? But they've come into Sodom mm-hmm. and Gomorrah to judge mm-hmm. it. They've come to his house. He invited them. He saw them at the gate. He invited them. And all the people of the house, all the people of the city of Sodom came out. And they're they're trying to have have their way with these strangers. And Lot steps out, offers his daughters. He's trying to reason with the crowd to save his his guests. And we talked, we covered all that. Yep. We talked about mm-hmm. that a lot last mm-hmm. episode. If you haven't seen that episode, hey, pause the video, go watch the other episode, then come back to here. So we're in verse nine. Yeah, because this is kind of a part two. This is kind of part a part one, part two. two. Yeah, yeah, of chapter nineteen. So we're in verse nine, and this is, so Lot's out there reasoning with the people. And in verse nine, the people who are trying to get in, get out of our way. They replied. This fellow came here as a foreigner, and now he wants to play the judge. We'll treat you worse than them. And they kept bringing pressure on Lot and moved forward to break down the door. But the men inside reached out and pulled Lot back into the house and shut the door. Then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, young and old, with blindness, so that they could not find the door. The two men said to Lot, do you have anyone else here, sons-in-law or, or sons or daughters, or anyone else in the city who belongs to you? Get them out of here, because we are going to destroy this place. The outcry to the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who were pledged to marry his daughters. He said, hurry and get out of this place, because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. With the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, Hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, hesitated, the men grasped his hand and the hands of his wife and of his two daughters and led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to them. As soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, Flee for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains, or you will be swept away. But Lot said to them, No, my lords, please, your servant has found favor in your eyes, and you have shown great kindness to me in sparing my life. But I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me, and I'll die. Look, here is a town near enough to run to, and it is small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. He said to him, Very well. I will grant this request too. I will not overthrow the town you speak of, but flee there quickly because I cannot do anything until you reach it. That is why the town was called Zor. By the time Lot reached Zor, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. 
but Lot's wife looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and returned to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah, toward all the land of the plain, and he saw dense smoke rising from the land, like smoke from a furnace. So when God destroyed the cities of the plain, he remembered Abraham, and he brought Lot out of the catastrophe that overthrew the cities where Lot had lived. A lot of stuff there. Man. Mm. You know, it's a, it's, a, uh, uh, it's a great story. You know, it's a great story about uh, doing what you're told. You know, about you look at Lot's wife and, and uh, she looks back. There's all kinds of scenarios about what, why does she look back? What's the going on? What is the problem? You know, she looked back. Mm-hmm. Told him, don't look back. He told him very specifically, don't look back. You know, go, go to that town. I'll let you go there. I'll start when this is over and uh, don't look back. And she does and she turns to a pillar of salt. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's, uh, he's going to have problems even with his daughters, but, but, uh, you know, right here, this, this point about being rescued, about, you know, does Lot need to be rescued here? Absolutely, because he's going to, he is, he's going to perish in this, in these two cities. They're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to worry about the sons-in-laws. They didn't want to come. You know, I, I found it kind of neat that, that he goes out to find his sons-in-laws in amongst all these people who just wanted to take him out and treat him worse than he was going to treat the two visitors. Yeah. But because they're blind, they can't see. They don't know who they. Well, if they can't find the door, they can't find Lot. Yeah, that's what I said. They could. They got. They're so blind they can't find the door. Yeah. So they can't find Lot either. And I, I think, you know, it's a it's a very neat story. It's a very uh, uh, applicable story. I think. You know, if you look at if, you know, and, and we talked about this before about uh, and the question and everything is pointing to this. Can God rescue us today? Does God still have the ability to rescue us? Because you know, in my life in people's lives that are watching us, there are people right now that are looking at watching this, some one of you is out there, and you need to be rescued. Well, you, here, but here's the real question. Mm-hmm. Who are we in this story? Are we Abraham? Oof. Who realizes the horrible place where we're at and realizes that, we need to, that we're going to need rescuing? Are we Lot? who's looking at the things around him and struggling with the reality that he he does need to be rescued and that he does need to be obedient to God? Are we the sons-in-law who think that judgment really isn't coming and deny the very reality? Or are we the people who are so given to evil that we can't even see it anymore? Who are we? Are we Lot's wife? who plays, plays footsie with, with coming to God, but can't keep from turning around and looking back and keep going back and forth, back and forth. At some point, God's going to say, I've got to have enough. He expects complete allegiance to him. There's so much in this narrative. There really is. There, I mean, there's there, a there big really class. Is. We could spend yeah. a couple of episodes just on this narrative alone. We could talk about Lot I think, as I, the spiritual... You know, go ahead. I think all of it. I think in our, in the group that we have that we'll have at some point, I think all of the above are, are we find all of them. There's going to be some that are people, the people in the city that maybe watches, maybe just happen to pass by for a moment. And they, I ain't watching that, and they're going to leave. And that may be who they are. We may right. have some people that are like Abraham said, "Please help me find my, find a way to rescue my family." You know, maybe like Lot said, "Man, I know this is real, and I've got to get out of here. Can I please? Can you please help me get out of here?" Help me have faith. Yeah, you know, I think that's a, that a lot. That's a lot. I mean, we know from First Peter or Second Peter, excuse me, that he's a righteous man. Yes, we know that. Now yeah. we know that doesn't mean he's perfect. No, the righteous will live by faith. So we yeah. know he has faith, yeah. and we know we talked about that. Well, it's last a story week. in of itself. I mean, it's a, it's a lesson in of itself because it, it means that just because I say because God calls me righteous doesn't mean I'm perfect. Right. The only reason I'm perfect is because of the blood of Jesus. That's right. The blood of Jesus is what makes me perfect. Exactly. You know, but but I'm not perfect by any stretch. You know, I've got flaws. I got faults. I got things that I'm struggling with all the time, but but God looks at me and sees perfection because He sees us through the blood. You know, the, here He called Lot is a righteous man. It says he is in Second Peter. I believe it says he's a, he's a righteous man. You know, but he's struggling with what he's involved in. You know, we can find ourselves. Here's another lesson. 
you know, we can we can be righteous people that have put ourselves in places that we probably should not have put ourselves in. And in. he chose to put himself in. Yes, there. he did. You know, Lee yeah. said before he left, which I, which I, you know, he's absolutely right, you know. Uh, you know, he's on the other side of the wall. <laughs> so, but Lee had said earlier, you know, this isn't the first time that Lot's been rescued. No. And he's right. This no, isn't. It's not. You know, we go back to Genesis and Abraham had to come after him. Yeah. You know? And help. Why are you pitching your tent towards Sodom? He's, a lot, he's like a lot of us. He is. We, we, uh, we have opportunities to make decisions and we invariably, we're going to make the wrong decision. You know, we're gonna instead of going left, we're gonna go right. Instead of going up, we're gonna go down. You know, we're gonna make bad decisions. You know, but in spite of that, Lot is still a godly man, striving to do what's right. He found himself in a very bad place, surrounded by very bad people. He should have packed his family up and left on his own. And he is going to reap. The wife is just the first part of it. Yes. He is going to reap the consequences of his actions. That could have been Horribly. a question for the day. Horrible. It, it could have been a question for the day. Sure. How 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 many times have you had to reap the 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 fruits of of some bad thing you've sowed? You know, I mean, we all do that. You know, we make a bad choice. Well, thanks so much for my question next week. <laughs> well, that's all right. Just ask it next week. I mean, yeah. because we do make bad choices sometimes. We we make, you know, especially when we're young and we're and we're struggling trying to find a, our way, you know, we will invariably make bad choices because we make them for all kinds of reasons. But you know, thinking about what you said this morning, you know, or this, excuse me, when I right when we started this, and I asked you, you know, have you ever been in a life or death situation, and, and you were talking about the the burning down of your shop? Mm -hmm. Do we understand that we're in the middle of a burning shop? No, no, I don't think we do. No. I don't. Do we? Does Lot? Does Lot understand the wickedness of the people around him? Yes. Yeah. I, I think, think he does. He does, right? We've seen. I think he does. We've seen his act. Well, in Second Peter well, tells does, us we'll get there in a minute. Right. We will, we will get and there. So, does he understand? Yes, he does. But does he really understand what it's going to do? What the effects that this is going to have? Does he understand that how badly and desperately he needs to be rescued? I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Until I was inside that building. I had no idea what I was up against. And what drove you to go back? And you said, well, I loved what you said, right? This is my life, mm -hmm. and I've got to save it. This is mm -hmm. everything I've worked for. This is everything I've, I've, I've been pushing for. This is everything mm -hmm. I've been... Now God is outside that shop, mm -hmm. and he's watching it burn down. Mm -hmm. And where everything he's worked for where everything that he's he's created, everything that he's he's looked towards, and he's watching it burn down. And he's going to rescue us, but how is he going to do that? He'll rescue us through the son, through his son. Through his son. Hanging on a cross, resurrected on the third day. That's how he's going to rescue us. That's what he does. You know, I mean, I mean, there's so many stories I can tell of, of what happened that day in that moment in those 15 or 20 minutes. You know, things that I didn't know until later. Uh, God was inside that building with me. God is going to always come after his people. Absolutely. He comes after Absolutely. Lot here, came after you in that building. Because I, I, I firmly believe that our family, my family, and we were striving to be the people that God wanted us to be. We, were no, we weren't anywhere close to where we needed to be, but we were on that path. We had picked up our cross, and we were following him the best we knew how. We weren't doing it good. We couldn't, sometimes we couldn't keep out of the ditches with that cross. But we were following. We were going the same direction, but we were, sometimes we were from ditch to ditch. But, you know, I know that God showed up and, and, and rescued us. I know he did. He did it a lot of ways. There was things that happened inside that building that I know after the fact that, that God had to be there. I know after the fact when God showed up in my house through his people. Well, and let's and let's not be confused either. The book of James, he tells us, right? Every every good thing comes from our heavenly Father. Absolutely. Above. So I mean, you know, whether you want to look at this and say, well, how can you know for sure and everything like that? The reality is, we know our Father gives us good things, mm -hmm. and He spared your life that day. Mm -hmm. So He was absolutely there. Mm -hmm. We should absolutely give Him glory and thanks for that. Mm -hmm. um, he's absolutely here, saving Lot. Right? Absolutely. Saving Lot. From the place that he's he's put himself. Yeah, he I mean, put, he I mean, put. I think that's the key. He put himself there. Lot chose to be there. 
Yeah. Twice. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'd imagine after having everything, remember the reason they split earlier in Genesis? They split because their herds were so great that they could the land couldn't sustain them both, right? Mm-hmm. That was the reason behind the split. Mm-hmm. Well, how much stuff did he have after... Abraham, after the kings and after the kings of uh, the kings that went to war with Sodom, carried everything away, and he pitched his tent, tent towards Sodom. Here he's living in the city. Mm-hmm. So how much stuff did he really have left after all that? Now I know Abraham went out and got some of it and everything, but all I'm saying is, how much stuff did he really have? Did it? Did, did he come? Did he? I mean, you're not going to tell me that an army came in, took over all this stuff, and didn't eat some of the dude's sheep. Okay? Oh they gotta, yeah. They got to feed. Oh. They got to feed oh, themselves, yeah. right? Yeah. So did Lot come back with everything and he just, oh, yeah, that's great. I'll just no. keep pitching my tent. Every time we do that, we lose. We lose every time we do that. So Lot could have chosen at that point, hey, I'm getting out of here. And even if he did, let's say he brought everything back, okay? I'm not looking specifically at what the text says in mm-hmm. Genesis. So mm-hmm. understand, I'm not contradicting anything the text says. I'm just saying, what if, okay? Yeah, then let's then read between the lines a little bit. So See what, what, if, what mm-hmm. if he came back with everything? Mm-hmm. All right. I, I'm not exactly sure what the text says with the possessions that were brought back. I know some possessions were brought back. So I'm just simply saying, what if? What if he brought back, brought back everything? Why would you stick around? You just had all of your stuff taken. You were taken into slavery. Don't you think it's time to leave? <laughs> yeah. Maybe find a new place to pitch your tent? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a new way of doing things. You think? Wake-up call. <laughs> yeah. You know? But that's not what we do, Cole. It's not. And I you love that you that. said it. It's not what It's not we what we do. do. No. Lot didn't do it. We don't do we it. We don't do it either. You and know? Do we see? But you know, when you, you've got three little kids, okay? Okay. And you have to get on to them about certain things more than once, right? Oh, all the time. Yeah. yeah. The, the way we learn is about the mistakes we make. When God says, I told you, no. You know, how many times do you have to say no to some of your kids about <laughs> some of the things they want to do? And and they yeah. will learn eventually. They will learn eventually that, you know what, that's probably not a good idea. When they can process it for themselves, they look at it and say, uh, now I understand. You think Lot, after losing his wife, his house, his do you think he's going to learn this time? I think probably more likely this time than the last time. It Sometimes it takes us a while to learn, okay? It does. It takes us a while to learn uh, that that maybe I shouldn't. You know, what, what I was doing was not sinful. It was an accident, and it caused the destruction of property. And it, and it caused me to be, uh, to be hurt. That was it. It wasn't I was going to lose my soul or anything. There are things, there are things that decisions that people are making that it's dangerous to their spiritual life. And just little decisions. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be a, you know, I, I, Sunday evenings, I go over to Blythe Road Mm -hmm. and I I sit in their, their Sunday evening assembly and it's great. And they, they're doing classes over there and everything. And it's, it's fantastic. But one thing Wayne said, he was bringing a message and he said, you know, we don't have to be ax murderers here to lose our soul very little things lukewarm just just giving giving in a little bit just saying you know what this isn't a big sin i I can do whatever this whatever that may be yeah i can look a little bit i can i can just be a little involved here Mm -hmm. just little things like that can lead us to the place where it becomes bigger and bigger you know know, in earlier in genesis he pitched his tent towards sodom Mm -hmm. now he's living there now he's living there see how it got bigger just little, little it got by more, little. got more and more, you know. And you know, I mean, we've got people watching that they're they're struggling, man. You know, they, they they've made some bad decisions. I don't know who you are, but you made some bad decisions, and you know exactly what this guy's going through because you're living in Sodom right now. Maybe not the real Sodom, but you're living in a cesspool. You you found it, you know, and you look around and you're saying, "God stinks in here, man. This stinks. I don't want to live here." Well. The only one that can that can fix that because you know yeah. once you get to a certain point you start making decisions and nothing seems to work because all the decision making process that we have is always leading us deeper into the cesspool. You know, I hey I I'll, I'll quit this job and get a better job. Well, it takes more of my time now. I'm going to lose my kids, and it, you see the progression is just more and more farther and farther away from God. 
what was Lot doing? Instead of pitching his tent towards Sodom, now he's living in Sodom. Now he's getting farther and farther away from God. That's what our decisions do. It take They take us farther and farther away from God to the point where we can't rescue ourselves. There's nothing we can do because we're so we're so caught in it now. We stink so bad now, there's nothing we can do. You know, and there's something we need to be absolutely solid on here. The Lord is going to punish evil. Yes, he is. Now, understand what evil means. You know, we get wrapped up in this concept. We define these things ourselves. Well, evil is 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 this, not what I'm doing. If you're living in disobedience to God. That's evil. That's evil. That's what God Period. calls sin. Period. That's what Look, he says. And James will say, if you know the good thing to do and you don't do it. That's sin. That's sin. In other words, you don't even have to be killing anybody. No. You can just go, man, I know I should do X, Y, or Z. But, you know, I don't really have time for that, so I'm not going to do it. Simple as that. And 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 I think I want to, most people may watch and say, God, I can't do that. I guess I'm just going to be a sinner. Getting away from that is a progression of life. We get better and better as we move, as we move farther and farther away from it. You know, it's easier and easier to make better choices the more better choices we make. You know, but ultimately I got to first depend on God to get me out of the cesspool first. Well, let's go look at look. Let's go okay. look at Second Peter. Let me. I want to read it. Starts in verse six. It says it's Second Peter chapter two, and 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 it's in verse six. It says, "If he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes, and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly, and if he rescued Lot, a righteous man, who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless." For that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the flesh and despise authority. I mean, if if God can take this righteous man Lot, who is it says he's distressed, you know, he's distressed over the by the depraved conduct of the lawless people around him. I guess he was. They wanted to come take these two these two angels out and have sex with them. Yeah. And he said, if you don't let us have them, that's what they said. If you don't let us have them, we're gonna do. We're gonna take you out, and we're gonna do worse to you. I mean, this is depravity at its at its finest. And he and he it says that he was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds that he saw and heard. He didn't just hear about this. He wasn't in the newspaper, the Sodom and Gomorrah Gazette, said, hey, guess what? You know, the five guys got raped yesterday in broad daylight. They didn't just, he saw it. Yeah. He saw it. He heard them screaming in the middle of the street, in the middle of the broad daylight. This was what, what Lot was involved with. You know, and and it says it says in verse, in verse 9, if this is so, if this is so, if he can, if he can rescue this guy and he can destroy this depravity, if this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to hold unrighteous, the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. You said something in a in a in a sermon a while back. I don't know if anybody remembers it, but you said, "How in the world can the United States of America kill a hundred thousand babies a month?" And not expect to face judgment at some point. I have I have I have more accurate figures for that. So, since Roe v. Wade in nineteen seventy something, I forget the year exactly, the United States has killed sixty one million children. Does that? You know, and I know there's all kinds of debate. I'm not trying to get into political. I'm just saying there's depravity all around us. For sure. There is evil and wickedness all around us. You can call it what you want. I can, I'm going to call it what the book says it is. This is what it says it is. The depravity around us, and we get hung up in this stuff, and we try to justify what we believe, justify what, what we're being told, and say, oh, it's okay because of this, this, or this. It's not okay. Some of the things that we, you know, well, I'll just drink a little bit. Well, I only got to drive four blocks down the road. I'll just do it this once. No, it is it is it is sinful and it's depraved and we hurt people and God says it says in this text he said the Lord knows how to rescue us. So if if you're striving to be a godly individual, you're striving to do the right thing, God can rescue you from this stuff. 
You just have to let him. You have to turn your life over to him and say, God, I need you to help me to get out of this because I've been trying to get out of this cesspool and all I'm doing is sliding back in the muck and the mire and I cannot get out of it. Second Peter makes sure we understand, uh, makes sure that we understand that judgment is certainly coming. Absolutely. Judgment is coming. Now, specifically in that context, it's talking about the judgment of false teachers. Yes. And there's something, and there's something to understand mm-hmm. too. We've got a lot of people right now, especially with, with the political atmosphere that's going on, We've got a lot of people right now talking very strongly against the government, against election stuff, against all that. What I want you want to remind us all is this. This is especially true. This is verse 10. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the flesh and despise authority. As Christians, we're called to behave a certain way towards the government. Yes, we are. We're called to behave with a certain attitude towards mm-hmm. those who are in charge. Mm-hmm. We don't have to like them. We don't have to we don't have to be on board with the things they do. We just talked about how this horrible stuff is going on and honestly the government especially right now is for some of this stuff. Yes. So we don't have to participate with that. We don't have to be for that. We but we do have to pray for our government. Absolutely. We do have to respect the authority that they have and know that that God puts powers and authorities in place for a reason. He's not gonna. He, he's not calling you on the phone or sending you a text message that here's the reason. That's right. You know he's not gonna do that. He's got his reasons. He's gonna do what he does, and we've got to we've got to believe in him. That's what it means to be a godly individual. I'm gonna trust God to do what what needs to be done. But if you don't know, if you're if you're looking at this situation with our government and everything else, if you're out there, and this might be some some of us might be struggling with this, and if you're if you're frustrated with this, I want to encourage you. Go look at Romans. Go look at First Peter. Go look at First Timothy. Go look at Titus. Go look. I mean, I could go. I could do this yeah. all day. Go look at the book and see what the book has to say about human governments. Yeah. Don't forget Acts chapter one, verse eight and nine, mm-hmm. where Christ makes it real clear: it's not for you to handle this stuff. Okay. God's got this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you still don't believe me? Go look at Habakkuk. Yeah. I know that's a book you probably haven't read often. Go look at it. Yeah. Go back and look yeah. and see what God says he's going to do about we'll the Babylonians. We'll get there one day. We'll get there one day. But the point is, church, we are called as Christians to behave and to act a certain way. The book tells us what that is very clearly and in no uncertain terms. I want to encourage you. If you're struggling, and I understand. I get it. Mm-hmm. Look, we're, we, I, I've, I'm very up with the abortion stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I, I keep track of that type of stuff. It's appalling. And I hate it. But I still am called to do a certain thing, to yeah. live a certain way. Yeah. Now. You can get all caught up in that stuff. Sure. And not have enough time and focus and energy to do what we're doing now. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Is informing people and letting people know what does the book say. Here's what the book says. But God says I want to save you. Now let's get back to the, 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 our, the thrust that we've been talking okay. about, though. Mm-hmm. We know that God is going to bring judgment. We see it Mm -hmm. in Genesis. We see Peter talking Mm -hmm. about it. He's going to bring judgment upon the wicked. 3 Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Okay. As for you, he's talking to the church in Ephesus, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live. Verse 3, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving wrath but because of his great love for us god who is rich in mercy made us alive with christ even when we were dead in transgressions it is by grace you have been saved if you're in that cesspool if you're looking around and your life is a cesspool and you're struggling with that if you're if you're where you're at and you know it's wrong and you know it's evil and you cannot get out we want to talk Right. Because the reality is Christ, God through Christ Christ has offered us redemption, sanctification, reconciliation. And those are a lot of words. Those are a lot of big words, right? He's offered us freedom and salvation. He's offered us rescue. Yeah. Not by your power, mm-hmm. but by what he's done through Christ. So if you're struggling, if you're out there, and you're in Sodom. Give us a call. It's about grace. Let's talk. It's about grace. Grace is when God gives me what I do not deserve. That's right. I have no business calling on him 
but he's going to call them. You know, the, God is God is awesome. God is all. He will He will fix the problems in our lives. He's fixed the problems in mine because He loves us. Because He loves us. The reality is, God is standing outside the dumpster fire that we've yeah. created of creating yeah. that we've that we've yeah. made of His creation, yeah. and He's trying to save us. That's right. Peter says God is not slow about His promises. But want is patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish, right. but all people to come to repentance. Right. God is patient with this world, despite the evil things we do, because he wants to save you. That's right. The question is, are you going to be like Lot and sit there in him and Hall? Are you going to be like his wife who constantly looks back? Or are you going to be like the son-in-laws who refuse to believe it? Yeah. It's really up to you. That's right. Father in heaven, thank you for this text. It teaches us a lot. Something we have to be uh, uh, be very aware of. We have to be uh, 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 honest with ourselves. Who are we really here? Which one of these people are we like? Father, I pray that that uh, that we're like Abraham, that uh, and and uh, and Lot, who is a righteous man, a loving man, a man who who is uh, is struggling with where he's at, but he needs to be rescued, just like many of us uh, still need to be rescued. I pray, Father, that those who are still there will reach out to you and give you that opportunity to rescue them. Father, if that means reaching out to us, then awesome. We'd love to have that happen. But, Father, we ask, Father, that, uh, that you be patient as, uh, as all of us work to, towards striving to become what you would have us to be. Bless us, Father, as we move forward, and bless us as we learn from these individuals uh, and how things we should do and things we should not do. And it's in the name of your Holy Son we pray.